Welcome to the Inspired Way Podcast. This show is designed to inspire and empower you to face the daily storms of life with passion, strength, and courage. We believe that we can be transformed by the testing of these storms, growing stronger, not wavering in our faith, and a knowing that our endurance will be strengthened. And when it is all said and done, we'll be perfect and complete, body, soul, and spirit. For we seek to control the controllables and nothing more. Our goal with this show and company is to keep a posture of learning by renewing our minds daily and taking action on what we have learned so that when the storms of life come our way, we are ready to face the storm. We, 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 we are ready to face the storm. Hey, my friends, welcome to this episode. I am super thankful that you have tuned in today. I have a great one in store, but before we get there, I just want to thank you. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for leaving reviews. Thank you for sharing this with your friends and your family. Because of that, that you're helping me get the message out that we are stronger by facing the storms. And by doing that, you're helping me grow this message. And so I just wanted to say thank you, first and foremost, for doing that. Today, I have the pleasure of sitting down with Christopher J. Worth. Man, this guy is the no-quit living guy. So when you think about no-quit living, I mean, now I think of Chris, right? When I think of no quitting. And so Chris actually is a financial advisor, but has stepped into a whole new world. He created NoQuitLiving.com, a company actually that is a coaching, speaking, and training company. And they really help people um, never give up on their goals and their dreams in life. And so Chris also is a host of a podcast, No Quit Living Podcast, which is a very successful podcast. And I would encourage you to go back, subscribe, and listen to him as well because he has a lot of guests on there. I had the pleasure of being one of his guests recently, which was awesome. Uh, shared some very vulnerable stories on there. Talking about No Quit Living stories, man. I, I love that message because it rings true with the facing the storm message right it's like not giving up continuing to press forward on facing the storms of life so chris and i actually talk about one of the storms that he faces in life and how he's dealt with it but also we talk about community we talk about mindset inside the storm and the power of preparation and of course no quit living so without further ado my friend christopher j worth chris welcome to the show I appreciate it, my man. It's an honor to to be here. Yeah, it's an it's an honor to have you. You had me on your show here uh, a little while back, and so it was a pleasure and an honor to be on your show. You have a lot of great guests on there, so I really appreciate you coming on here. And uh, for the listeners, if you're just now tuning in, uh, this podcast, The Inspired Way, really was birthed from the idea of uh, a story that I've heard many years ago of how a cow and a buffalo handle storms. And a cow will run from the storm, um, which increases the amount of time, stress, and frustration that they deal with that storm. The buffalo actually runs straight towards the storm, faces the storm, decreasing the amount of time, stress, and frustration that they deal with the storm. So I call that the inspired way, inspired to face the storms of life, regardless of what that storm may be, what the crisis may be, or anything. It, you know, it's just be inspired to face that storm. So here today we have Chris, and Chris, I'm just curious if you've had uh, a storm or two that you uh, would care to share with us in, our, in my audience. Yeah, I appreciate the, the opportunity. And, and as you said, it's, it's always exciting for me to be a guest on someone's show that's recorded on my show or vice versa. I think it's a really cool dynamic. So thank you again for, 
for that opportunity. And to answer your question very specifically, Tim, I think that I've actually weathered probably more storms than most weathermen. And (laughs) I say that with a little bit of humor, but that comes from my personal perspective that comes from my sports background, both coaching and playing collegiately. And also from the business perspective, having a company where you're an entrepreneur and to share with your audience just a, just a little bit about that is my personal quote-unquote storm that I dealt with from middle of 2017 up through the, out, the end of 2019 was a, a very difficult divorce that I went through, and I have three young children. So when you have kids involved, it makes it almost even more difficult in many ways, and there's other people involved, feelings. Mm. And I think for me, the storm that, that I went through and in no way – do I want to even indicate that my woe is me and it was so difficult? But what I realized with my show as well is there are people that are dealing with so many more challenging things. There are people that have it a lot worse and there are people that have dealt with death and bankruptcy and all those things that obviously are very different and in, in, in a lot of ways more challenging. But for me, the biggest thing that I think coincides with your message, and, and I love how you you utilize the the Buffalo way and, and the storm perspective because it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter your race, your religion, whether you're an employee or an entrepreneur. We all face those storms in our life. And I think Absolutely. the other perspective of that is, is most people prefer to run away from the storm and or never encounter a storm. Uh, I'm not a weatherman. I made that joke analogy before, <laughs> but I don't really know anybody that has ever said, hey, Chris, you know what? I, I heard a tornado is coming. And it's about to attack us right here. If you don't mind, I'm going to get off the phone so I could jump right in the eye of that storm and see if you know I can I can lose my life. It's the, it's the opposite. People try to prepare. People try to get ready for it and weather the storm. But mm-hmm. but that divorce was was brutal, brutally difficult, challenging in many ways. And uh, I'd love to be able to say that I went through it with with honor and grace, and I was perfect because I don't think anybody goes through a divorce perfectly. But what I'll say is is I'm on the I'm on the opposite side of the storm. So in essence, that tornado has come through and now it's, it's gone. And over the last few months, I've been you know, changing a lot of things. I've been reconnecting with, with friends and had some amazing people in my corner during this time. And, and the one thing I would say to, to your listeners is we're all going to encounter many storms during life. It's not a question of if. I think the real question is how many storms we actually go through and one of the things that I've realized through my show and connecting with, with like-minded people like you is you can either say it happened to me or it happened for me. And I definitely did not say the first week or month, oh, this is great. I'm so glad it happened for me. It was the opposite where you say, I can't believe this happened to me or it's so difficult. But a good friend of mine kind of had a difficult conversation with me and basically walked me through the perspective of, he said, you know, you're not going to go back to a week ago, a month ago, a year ago the wedding night, you know, rehearsal dinner. He said, you're going to go through this morning, tomorrow, the next day after that. And he, he said, you can either let it make you or break you. And mm-hmm. again, words, words are, are difficult sometimes to hear, but it was definitely a, a challenge. And I don't want to be very clear with your listeners. I'm still, I'm still going through it today and I'm still figuring it out. But sure. like I said before, I think the tornado has gone through and, and now mm. the skies have cleared a little bit and, and there is light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm sure I know for a fact I'll have challenging times over the next mm-hmm. few years of my life, but it's the importance of really looking at each situation and trying to 
become better and, and learn from it. And thing I talk about all the time on my show is, is grow from it. And uh-huh. so, so again, I, I appreciate the opportunity and, and I just love the, the whole message of, of the Buffalo way. And I think it's really unique because we all face storms in life. No, absolutely. And, and some of the things you, you mentioned, you know, um, you know, you said, woe is me, you know, uh, others have it worse. And I think that's, that's, um, you know, the thing that stuck out to me was the storms that we go through in life are real to us in the moment, right? And it's not to minimize how others are going through or what they're going through, um, but we still face, um, you know, the aspects of the storm. And so, like, for instance, to use the, the buffalo and the cow in that scenario, they're facing the exact same storm. And many of us in this time, you know, globally really are facing a, an exact same storm, yet we all are handling it. We all are going through different things. It's all affecting us differently. And just because, you know, one might try to avoid a storm or run away from the storm and others face it, doesn't mean that those that face the storm doesn't have things that it impacts them by, right, negatively. Because um, in the midst of a storm, we're going we're gonna to feel battered or, you know, beat up or bruised, you know, coming through it. But at the same time, it's having that, that mindset that, again, that is for me. And, and easy enough, you're right, that a lot of times we can't see that this is for me, right? But if we can somewhere along the line figure out what am I, what can I learn from this um, situation? And I think for you, you know, I wrote down a grace, um, grace and how you deal with the storm, Right. And like, cause you said, not, not everything that, and I, for myself, have felt that same way. I haven't dealt with every storm with, you know, the best way, but it's like grace for the moment of learning. Um, so that way we're like, Hey, you know what? I didn't handle that the best way, but I can learn how to do it the ne- you know, better the next way. And so, um, you know, you'd mentioned something about preparing and not that you can prepare for the storm that you went through, per se, but is there, you know, is there things that you feel like physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever speaking that you can um, do to help you prepare for a storm? Because we all know that storms are going to come, right? And how we weather that storm or how we face it or whether we choose to run completely away from it, I feel like really directly uh, relates to our preparedness and how we're preparing ourselves. So is there some specific things that you do to help you, you know, face that storm and be prepared to face it? Yeah, that's, that's a really, really great question, the way you worded it too, in the sense that what can you do and what can you prepare for? And, and what, I, what I say interestingly, and it's something that I know, A, you've heard of, and B, your listeners have heard multiple times, is something that, that I go back to is controlling the controllables. And yes. for some of your listeners, I have a athletic background, both playing and coaching. I played two sports in college and I coached AAU high school and college basketball. And one of the things I always did for, for my teams and our teams is prepare. So for example, in practice, you come from a, a deficit. You work on coming back from three points or five points. You, you work on different offenses and defenses, different opportunities, different advantages, playing without a certain player, playing with a certain player. And what you do is, and and it's impossible to obviously prepare for every single storm in life. But going back to the controlling the controllables is I have a very systematic approach that I use each and every day. And and I want to be very clear with your listeners, in no way am I undefeated am I, and am, am I perfect with that. But the word I use all the time is consistency and being consistent with that. And 
what I look at it very simple is you can control what you say, you can control what you hear, you can control what you read, and you can control the time you spend with and on yourself as well as with and on others. Now, in no way can you control every single minute of every single day Mm -hmm. because there are people and things that come into play, but I have a morning routine that I use and I also have a daily two-pager, which I've sent to you and showed you, Mm -hmm. and it's what works for me. And the reason I, I like it is I've literally, I think, taken or subscribed to or downloaded every journal or planner in the last 10 years, literally known to man. And I, if there was a PhD or a MBA in, in journaling and planning and morning routines, I think I would be you know, pretty high up as far as that. And that's just because I realized that for me, my morning and my evening time, even though I have three young kids and having gone through that divorce and sharing time with kids and work and all those different things, there are certain minutes every single day I can control. And I think for your listeners out there is I would just be super cognizant of, like I said, the things you put in front of your eyes, the things that come out of your mouth, things you put in front of your ears and your time, because that's something that you can't get back. You know, you can reread a book in the future. You can watch a television show on Netflix, but you can't go back and say, you know what? I want to go back to last Tuesday and redo from mm. 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Right. So, so I would focus that it's it's a little bit cliche, but it's controlling the controllables and, and what is it that you can control? Who is it that you can control in the sense of your time with them? And also the whole concept and idea of, of mentorship. And obviously, you know this term because we serve it for each other is an accountability partner. It's somebody yeah. that's going to hold you accountable and say, hey, here's what I would like to work on, improve, or get to the point of creating, establishing, fill in the blank. And the flip side of that is I want to make sure that I'm there for you as well. So again, controlling the controllables is a huge thing that I think is something that I didn't fully understand a few years ago. And now I think Mm. I definitely understand not only its value, but the importance of it on a daily basis. Man, I'm so glad you touched on that because that's actually in our intro. You know, our listeners hear that each week is, you know, we seek to control the controllables and nothing more. And um, when I say that, what I mean by that, and when I heard you speaking, it was like when we try to ask questions, why? Why is this happening to me, right? Or why, why, you know, any kind of why type question, I feel like gets us off of the things that we can control sometimes. And it gets us more onto the things that we cannot control. So I, I love that you you stated that, that, you know, control the controllables because it is so true. And then you hit on another great um, topic, which is, uh, you know, it's accountability, right? And I, I equate that to having a, having a community, right? And whether it's a community of one or a community of multiple, in other words, community of one-on-one, like you and I have met multiple times, um, one-on-one just to hold each other accountable. Um, or if it's in a group, you know, where we're in a mastermind or, or a, a, a community together where we all kind of help lift each other up. And I, I want to, um, you know, I think that's super important because a lot of times I believe that we revert back to the things that are our comfort zones, right? Uh, when we get into a storm and if we're not practicing those things, if we're not continually practicing being a part of a community, being a part of controlling our controllables, we will revert back to the things that we naturally do, which is isolate ourselves, which is, you know, trying to control the things that we cannot control. So I love that you hit on those, those topics. And as far as, um, 
um, isolation, you know, that's just been really big for me right now in this time frame because in this time of uh, so, social distancing, right, or we're in our homes and, and whatnot, um, what things do you, you know, I, I guess where I'm trying to word this question is, is um, have you found yourself going through a storm where you naturally kind of veer off and you feel isolated and what are the things that you've had to do to get you back into community? Yeah, that's, that's a really, really interesting question, the way you worded it. And I actually wanted to, to quote something that um, I, had the fortune, I had the fortune of having a gentleman by the name of Brian Kane on my show. He's a mental mm. performance coach, very successful within the sports world. I forget how I got introduced to him, but he has a book that he's written, Mental Performance Coach, I believe. I don't have it in front of me. But he says something interesting, and, and I, I wrote it down because I wanted to make sure I read it to you. It's, athletes don't just rise to the occasion. We sink to our levels of training and habits. Mm. And the reason I like this is not, not to say that Brian is not, not correct. He's been unbelievably successful in, in different ways. The spin that I will take on this is I will remove or I will, excuse me, replace the word athletes and say people don't just rise to the occasion. We sink to our levels of training and habits. So to your question, I think what happens is during those times and those quote unquote storms you reference, you re resort to what you do on a daily basis, your level of training, your habits, your morning rituals, your daily rituals, or your morning or evening routines or rituals. And I think using an example of, of Michael Jordan, obviously, you know that I'm a huge fan of Michael Jordan. Yeah. And you know, I'm a, I was a big fan my entire life. And I personally, my opinion is he's the, the greatest of all time. But the reason I, I believe Michael Jordan was, was unbelievably successful, and it's, and it's not that he had more talent per se than Kobe Bryant or LeBron James or Magic Johnson, fill in the blank. What I feel is he, he practiced at an unbelievable level, not only in practice, but also in the weight room and doing his plyometrics and all those other stuff, what he put in his body. And I think what happens is when the fourth quarter comes and it's a minute left in the game and he's down or his team's down by one point or he was given the opportunity to take that last second shot, in his mind, he had taken that shot hundreds, if not thousands of times in practice, in practice games and scrimmages. And I think that for me is, is important is you go back to your training, your routine. So during those challenging storms and when it hits you head on, which every listener has had multiple as, as I have, as I know you have, is you go back to what you can control. Again, yeah. controlling the controllable. So you say, okay, here's a storm. It's approaching me. I can do one of three things. I can't control whether it takes a minute, two minutes or eight minutes, but I can control what I wear. I can control, do we hide under this? area? Do we go into an open field? Do we go into the storm? Do we go away from the storm? And, and you can fill in the blank or change a lot of those words, but it really goes back to what you said. And I love how it's the, it's part of your introduction in your show is, is controlling the controllables. And I think a lot of times people focus on, and it's unfortunate because we're going through a very challenging time with this coronavirus, not only here in the United States, but throughout the world. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people are fixating on a, a mode of panic and fear because they're focusing on those things that they can't control. So for example, so well, what if, this, what if this happens in, in the city or what if this mm -hmm. happens a month from now? And it doesn't mean that you're not being aware or cognizant of what's right. going on, but you're saying, okay, I live in this town. I have these children. I have these friends. I have maybe older parents or older grandparents and I can't control 
the people two towns away or 12 streets away, but I can control my house, my company, my work environment, my friend's environment, wash my hands, put masks on, all those things. And again, I can't control you. I can control me. I can't control a neighbor or friend, but I can control myself and what gets in front of my kids. And, and I just think it's, it's very cliche, but it's so powerful to really focus on what you can control and what you can't. No, so good. So good. And I agree with you 100%. You know, it's, it is about the preparation and um, putting in the work, right? Um, and, and learning. I mean, we're not always going to get it right. There's going to be times when we get into a storm where we felt like we prepared enough and yet it kicks our tail, right? Mm. But it's that, it's that learning through, through the storm, through that process, right? Trusting the process um, of going through it, that we will learn something so that way we are p- better prepared and we have the endurance to face it again later, right? Mm. And it's that learning, that awareness, and then putting it into practice in our lives, that's back to your morning routines, your evening routines, whatever it may be, your learning routines, um, bring in those things that you've learned through that storm that you, that you stumbled in, that you failed in, or whatever you may call it, that you, you're aware of it, and now you put it into your practice of your daily life, so that way you are better prepared, right? It's just building that endurance for the next storm that comes. And so I want to transition here slightly a little bit with, um, with your uh, no quit living, you know, you, you live and breathe that. I mean, that's your company, that's your, that's your podcast, that is who you are. However, you know, whether it was the storm you mentioned earlier, whether it was um, some other storm and um, has there ever been a time where you felt like quitting or, you know, just, you know, like, I just can't go any further. And yet you, you found something and what was that, right? That you found that helped you get through um, that challenge or that situation. I, I love that question. And, and I think it's interesting. I've been extremely fortunate to be a guest on, on many shows and because of the company, because of the podcast, people always try to put a little spin on that question and, it's, it's a great question because I think we literally could talk about it for, for about you know, five days. But I think the reality is you said something prior to asking that question is you don't always win or you don't always get it right all the time. There is not a single person that you and I have watched. There's not a single sports team. There's not a single fill in the blank that goes through life or business or their sports career undefeated. Well, now, there are people that yeah that are more successful than others, but nobody goes through an undefeated. So there, there have been multiple times, Tim, that I have literally looked in that mirror and said to myself, I need to quit. I can't do this. There's no way we're going to fill in the blank, win, get that sale. And for me, David Goggins is somebody that I look up to. And, and I think he's been a mentor of mine. I don't think I know he has. I've never met the, met the gentleman, nor have ever spoken to him but he's mentored me through his words, through his book. And he shares something and he's not the first person that created it, but he always talks about the mind gives up before the body does. Mm. And what happens is you start to tell yourself something. I can't do this, Tim. It's too hard. I can't lift this weight. I can't continue to run. I can't fill in the blank. And your begin, your mind begins to listen to it. And ultimately your body just almost goes along and says, well, if I can't do it, I can't do it. It's at that point where every single one of us can typically go or do a little bit more. Now, I want to be very clear. I'm not saying that there's no time in life you ever not give up. You know, you're passing through bankruptcy or there's a death or you're about to die. I'm not in any way saying that you never give up or quit or change directions in life because I think that's 
that's a little bit uh, misleading in, in many ways. But I talk about the 1% rule and I equate it to there are 1,440 minutes in every single day. And if you look at 1% of, of that, if you look at 1% of your hour, if you look at 1% of your afternoon, that's what I'm talking about. Everybody typically can give a little bit more. And if you break it down into those bite-sized pieces, you can do a little bit more. You can typically go a little bit longer. Now, it doesn't mean in any way that just by saying you can and then by just giving a little bit more, you're going to be instantaneously successful right. overnight. But what happens is you may not achieve that goal or result, but what happens is you have that small mm. victory within your mind mm. where you yeah. say, so you good. know what? I gave it another 10 minutes. I yeah. gave it another. And what happens is those small things compound. And to my point a couple minutes ago is, is that's what you, what you go back to is your routines, your habits. So a week from now, a month from now, you face that or you face a similar IE storm. Now you typically quickly go back in the back of your mind and it's almost like looking at a movie like or looking back at the movie you've seen and like, oh, wait, have I seen this one before? Oh, I have. This is the potential outcome. And that that's and those are the successful people that I, I look up to. They always continue to look at ways to improve and, and go back to situations or circumstances within their life where they say, you know what, I've I've encountered something similar to this. I think I can give it a little bit more. Or you know what? I remember facing that team or a team similar. Here's how we we overcame them. And I think, again, going back to now, probably our fourth or fifth time talking about it, but it's it goes really back to that controlling the controllables. And yeah. there, there are only a few things that we get to control each and every single day, but there are things that every single one of us can control. That's so good. So good. You know, um, <clears throat> you know you're spot on. It reminds me of of Ed Milet, you know, max out, you know, it's just one extra rep, right? If, you know, if, if I feel like I'm done, I can, I can always do one more rep, right? And I think that's just that no quit mentality of, okay, I feel like I'm done. Okay, well, I'm going to give it a little bit more. I'm going to give it a little bit more. And, you know, also that comes to mind is Chad Wright, you know, the don't die in the chair mentality, right? It's, it's this, this mentality of I'm not going to sit down and, and rest and that be my quitting spot. Um, and when I'm in a fight, when I'm in a battle, when I'm in a storm, when I'm in a situation, I'm going to um, push myself kind of that mind over the body, right? Because I, our mind will convince our body that we're done and we stop. And when we don't die in a chair, we're actually giving it our all out on the battlefield, out on the, you know, in the storm, facing the storm, doing those things that are hard and difficult, um, that really it's, it's not quitting. It's, it's giving it your all until, the, you know, something takes over that you can't control, right? Um, and I think that's just, uh, you hit it on the head again, is just controlling that controllable. So you said, you said one thing I just want to interject for a second that, that I think is really powerful is you talked about doing one more rep. And I think what that reminds me of is it's not about doing a million more. It's not about quadrupling yeah. your, your output instantaneously. So for example, if you and I are in the gym, you fill in the exercise. And if let's say we're bench pressing 200 pounds and you did three sets of six, I'm not saying I then look at you and say, all right, Tim, you have, you know, 46 more reps to go, <laughs> right. but maybe I'm spotting you and I say, all right, Tim, give me, give me one more rep. Yeah. Yeah. I think not in every single aspect of life, but that's the whole analogy of one more. And I think that's, it's so powerful that you said that one more rep. And if I looked at you after those, those couple of sets and said, okay, Tim, now give me 55 more, you're going to look at me probably like I'm crazy. But on the flip side, if I said, Tim, I'm spotting you, 
Let's see if we can knock out one more rep. The likelihood is, is either you're going to do it or you're not going to do it. But at the end of the day, you're, you're going to get an opportunity to, to do it and, and you can do it. And, and it's, it's, you can go a lot more than you typically can. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I agree. And usually um, I love that because it's having that, uh, that person next to you, right? It's not going alone. You're, you're there. Um, it's harder to go that extra rep or feel that sometimes when, when we're by ourselves, and I think of that in a storm, again, back to the isolation, when we have a community, when we have a, a, a partner, right, a workout partner, someone who's there to give us a little extra nudge, I think that's, that's important and huge for us to have that community, people in our lives that can give us that extra push, that extra nudge. And so in wrapping this up, man, I, I, uh, I just want to encourage people to really dive into your community because you are a guy that we found on Instagram and have really uh, developed a friendship. And, I, and it's, a lot of it is because we're super like-minded, but it's just that no-quit living story, right? That no-quit um, uh, mentality that you live and breathe by every single day. And so, folks, if you guys are tuning in, you're listening in, and you resonated with some of these things that, that Chris has said, I, I just really encourage you to, um, to dig into his, his world. You can find him on Instagram, uh, No Quit Living. You can uh, check out his website. This guy's doing some crazy cool stuff. Um, Chris, in closing, do you want to give us a little few thoughts? And then you have a, an event coming up I'd like for you to talk a little bit about. Yes, sir. Uh, I don't have an event. We have an event. So um, it's all about the we. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate the, those kind words. That, that means more to me than, than not. And, and I'll just share, share one, one, I think, important wrap up to this is during my storm that I referenced the divorce, one of the things that, that happened is I had some amazing people come in and out of my life. And what I mean by that is I had some amazing people that had been in my life and they kind of, during the storm, went to the sides. And at first there were some people that I, in my mind, I said, well, you know, I was here for this person. And I kind of put myself back in that woe was me mentality of, mm. well, I was there for Tim and I can't believe that I'm going through this time and, and Tim's not here for me. Mm. What I realized quickly on is as those people in essence went to the wayside it allowed room for other people to come into my life. And Bob so Berg, good. Bob Berg, who is the author of the Go-Giver series, mm. unbelievable, unbelievable book. Uh, I think there's four or five books. He's actually not only a good friend of mine, but a mentor. And he was the actual first guest on my show by choice and design. And he said something interesting to me. And, and I used the word tribe in my corner on, on my bus interchangeable. And, and he mm -hmm. said something to me that I didn't, I didn't understand it at the time. And I really grasped it during the divorce was he said, people come in and out of your life for different points. Mm. And he said, some people might be in essence on your bus for the entirety of your life, or they might be on your bus for one quick stop and they might change, change rows. So for example, somebody might be in the first or second row of your bus, but then they might move to the back of your bus or then move up in front. And also he said, people are going to get on and off your bus. And, and the reason I say that, and I think a good wrap up to this is, you are the average of the people that are in your corner, on your bus, and in your tribe. And yeah. it's just as important, you know, for example, Tim, you can't just be in my tribe, in my corner, on my bus, and then I'm not getting on your bus. And it's got to be a two-way street. But okay. I believe during these, during these challenging times, we we have used the hashtag, we rise by lifting others up a yeah. lot. And we have an event coming up uh, May 9th. It's going to be the first of, of many. It's called the We Rise by Lifting Others Up Forum. 
We have nine different amazing speakers. You are one of them. And the whole premise and idea behind this is as we're going through this coronavirus and COVID-19 during these challenging times, both within the United States as well as throughout the world, we only have one of two choices, I think. Either we're going get, to get through this together or we're going to fail individually. Mm, and, yeah. and what I mean by that is, is people can be successful together and there are people that have done amazing things. But if I look at people that I look up to, teams, corporations, charities, people that I want to associate myself with, they typically bond together with people and surround themselves with like-minded people. So challenge to your to your listeners out there is, is see who you can encourage today. Pick up your phone, whether it's a text message, whether it's a voicemail, an email, or just stopping off at someone's house, again, keeping that distance and just checking on, in on them, but see who, who you can inspire and encourage because the reality is it's all about doing this together. And I believe cliche, but we rise by lifting others up. Man, you know, <laughs> that is so awesome. I love that. Guys, I, I, I hope you take on this challenge because I think what you will find, just what he left with, we rise by lifting others up, is when you extend a hand to someone and help them up, we all rise together. And it reminds me of a quick quote that I'll leave you all with uh, from Simon Sinek, who was talking about a business owner um, who felt like it was better during tough times. It was better that we all suffer a little than a few suffer a lot. And so who is it out there that, as Chris put out there, that challenge that you see, that you know, who could use a, a lended hand, a help, that you could help lift them up so that we could all rise together and not uh, a few suffer. So thank you, Chris, so much, man. It has been a pleasure to have you on here. You, you just uh, had so much great wisdom and, and nuggets to share. And I really, really, really appreciate you being on. No, thank you for the opportunity to be on your show, uh, as I said. But I, I just want to end with, I absolutely love that quote. I have, I have not heard that. I'm definitely going to, to write that down and, and yes, use sir. that. I think, I think that's an awesome quote. And, and I know we'll connect again soon. And for our listeners out there, definitely, if you're not, if you're not following Tim on all of the different social media platforms, make sure you do so because he's putting out some some great content. And the second challenge is share this podcast and share Tim's podcast with somebody else because that's how we get his message and mission out to more people. Amen, brother. Thank you so much for being on here. We'll touch base soon. Appreciate it, my man. All right. Hey, my friends, I hope you really enjoyed today's episode. If you did, do me a huge favor and head on over to iTunes. Leave me a rating and review. That will definitely help us get this message out to more people. Also, if you haven't done so already, let's connect. You can connect with me on my website, timdouglasinspires.com, and or on the social media sites, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Let me know that you listened to the podcast and that's how you found me. Lastly, stay tuned for more to come. And I definitely want to thank you again for subscribing, for sharing, this with your friends, leaving a review, all that good fun stuff. So until next time, go out there, face your storms, make your difference in the world, and we'll see you next time on the Inspired Way podcast. Thank you.